Hey everybody, it's Rider Club Radio, the internet's only podcast about common rider. I'm Jeff. And I'm Liam. And this week, we watched Common Rider Build Episode 2, and Jetman Episodes 17, 18, and 19. Yes. And what a crazy batch of episodes they were. Yeah, we had a two-parter, which was f- fucking nuts. <laughs> And then we had uh, a one-parter, which was, like, it, it, it was right on that cusp of, like, annoying dramaticism and absolutely hilarious dramaticism, yeah. but it was still a good episode, somehow. Yeah. Uh, so, Liam, why don't you walk us through Build this week, episode two. Okay, so, uh, fucking, Build takes Ryuga back to the pit, underneath the cafe. and they're always like, the pit. Always the pit. <laughs> It's the I. It's the same set. It's not the same set. I swear, it's the same room that they're just repurposing over and over. Uh, it's again. like the downstairs of the of the CR because it has the same spiral staircase. Yeah, but the downstairs of the CR, I'm pretty sure, was the pit. Mm, yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. I, I I if I'm right, I get thirty eight internet dollars. It, it like decorators. Interior decorators of the internet, tell us <laughs> if, if this is the same room. Give us if this the, is the same set. Give us the deets. So they go back to the pit and they're like, Ryuga, you're not really a killer, are you? And Ryuga's like, No, I was a setup. Someone His name told is me Banjo. Banjo. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, Banjo Kazooie. His name is actually not even Banjo, like we've been pronouncing it. It's Banjo. Banjo. <laughs> He's. They, uh, they the... all pronounce it Banjo. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you didn't get set up, did you? Or you didn't kill a guy? And he's like, no, 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 I got, I got set up. Somebody told me that this scientist was looking for work, like someone to help him work. And I was out of a job because I just got banned for fight fixing. So I went to his place and he was dead. And then the cops showed up right after. And everyone's like, that seems a little far-fetched, Ryuga. I think you are the killer, Mr. Banjo. And uh, while they're discussing this, the reporter lady shows up. She's like, hey, you guys just left the fridge open, so I came downstairs... And if you don't let me have exclusive stories on Build, I'll just fucking tell everybody who you are. You left the fridge open, so I just let myself in. (laughs) That's literally how she gets in. You left the secret fridge entrance open. So everyone's like, well, fuck. Okay, so now we're harboring a killer, and this lady knows everything, and is going to tell everyone if we don't do everything she says. So they're like, okay, fine. You stay, you, you can do everything you want, just don't tell anyone who's here. So he goes out, he's like, yeah, there's a smash. Sento goes out, Ryuga uh, fucking gets chained to a pipe and beaten up a thousand times by the girl. And no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't, but I'm he sure... He steals it... a cell phone and does a bunch of weird shit with his feet. He steals a cell phone and calls his girlfriend, who is in the smash headquarters, like, help, God, help, Nitro is <laughs> dipping me in a green liquid again. That is absolutely my fucking favorite scene in the episode, where he calls her... And it's supposed to be this dramatic reveal that she's in the thing, but it's the exact same framing when he was in there and fucking everything. It's like somebody <laughs> copy-pasted her into the scene. I just like the idea of, like, they're about to dip her in and turn her into a smash, and her phone rings, and they're like, well, fucking let her answer it. Just, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's it's gonna be cool. Hopefully it's not the police or anything. So, what the, yeah. What are the police gonna do? Bunch of fucking pussies. Police don't do shit in Common Rider. It's a well-known Even fact. Even if they're robot soldier police, they <laughs> still don't do shit. The closest they ever got was G3, and he was a fucking jobber, so. Yeah. So, so they're like, okay. 
uh, let her answer the phone. Ryuga's like, oh god, my girlfriend is getting eaten by the smash, I gotta go. He escapes using, uh, I don't know, using his fucking badass skills. He, he gets out of the chains and runs off. And while he's, like, going, he has a little flashback, and it turns out his girlfriend was sick, and he took the, the fucking crime dirty money to fix the fight so he could pay for her medicine or for her treatment or whatever. And that's how he lost his job, and then it was his girlfriend who told him about the scientist's job. So she's really at the center of all this bullshit that, that mm-hmm. ruined his life. So he, he goes there. Never trust a big button smile. Never. <laughs> he goes there and he's like, God, give me my girlfriend back. And they're not going to give his girlfriend back. So Build comes and there's a big fight. He fights a big giant robot. Because Build follows him because he's got the girl's cell phone, the magic girl who can turn things into full bottles. He took, takes her cell phone. And he follows the GPS, so he catches up to him. Well, and he's you're like, doing a really piss-poor job of describing this episode. Look, a lot of things happened. It was very hard to write a summary, because a lot of things happened in this episode. Yeah, Ryuga this episode's takes, jam-fucking-packed. Ryuga takes Bottle Girl's cell phone, who someday I'll know her name. He takes her cell phone, nice. Bill follows the GPS, catches up to Ryuga and says, I'll, look, I'll help you fight. This was a reckless thing you did, but I'll help you fight. They fight a giant robot, and then a smash appears, and just as they're about to kick the shit out of it, uh, they're like, no, don't do it. This is Ryuga's girlfriend. Night Night Rogue is there, and he's like, fucking, this is your girlfriend. Don't do it. So Build's like, shit, uh, what do I do? I guess I'll do it anyway. Uh, I'll just pull the smash out of her. But then Night Rogue is like, this particular one, she was Knife so sick. if you're sick. in really poor health, no matter who it is, if you're in really poor health, if you get defeated as a... Uh... As a smash, you're just fucking dead forever. I guess the shock just advances your cancer by a thousand percent. She's she doesn't have cancer. She has Japan disease. Yeah, she's just where fine. She's perfectly fucking fine until she just faints she's randomly. <laughs> like it's it's you're fine, but they know you're gonna die. But you're fine. But then after like a year or so, you cough up some blood and then you die. That's Japan disease. So that is Japan disease. That happened in Jetman as well. Yeah. <laughs> She's got Japan disease, and she's gonna die even if they pull the smash out of her. Bill says, fuck it, we're doing it anyway. Uh, sorry, Ryuga, we'll figure something out on the fly. Beats the shit out of her. Pulls the smash out of her, and as she's dying, and Ryuga's holding her in his arms, she's like, God, a guy named Nabushima told me to send you to the scientist. And he's like, God, fuck, there was a guy, that's the same guy that knocked me out of the prison, Nabushima. The, He's the detect like the reporter lady finds that out. It's yeah, the same guy. So they're like, "Oh, we have a lead now." Yes, awesome. And then the girl dies, and uh, Sento turns her full bottle into the dragon bottle and gives that to Ryuga. He says, "You know, Ryuga, that's dragon. You get this one. It's your girlfriend. Hold on to it for me, kid." And uh, that's the end of the episode. So Jeff, what did you think about Build Two, Electric Boogaloo? You couldn't have thought of a different... It's, uh... <laughs> it was a pretty good episode. Like, Build is, is shaping up. It's being molded. I feel like, uh... You had, like, an anti-complaint about the first episode that things were going, like, really slowly mm. and being doled out, like, little by little. And there was a lot of mystery and stuff. I have, like, the actual complaint version of that anti-complaint. There's, like, too much <laughs> in this episode. This, like, the first episode is, is pretty well-paced. This episode has a lot more going on. Like it's yeah, I mean it's not 
terribly paced or anything. It's not like constant upgrades being thrown at you and like characters being thrown at the screen full tilt. Mm-hmm. It's it's but, it's easy to follow still. Sure, it's a show yeah, for kids, but it it does have a little bit of pacing issues though. This this episode anyway. I feel like this could have been a two-parter and I would have actually been happy with it. I can't believe I'm actually fucking saying that. But I feel <laughs> sometimes like... a story needs breathing room in that yeah. way. You like it feels. This feels like a little much crammed in. That said, I love that. Uh, I love the whole background story with Ryuga. We were talking last too. week. Like, oh, I hope. I hope he wasn't framed for fight fixing. At least I hope that's real. And it was. And there's a neat dramatic reason for it. And his girlfriend fucking dies on screen, which is nice. And uh, yeah, I just like Ryuga. I like his whole story. Yeah. I like Ryuga too. I. I was fairly certain I was going to, like, build the best Sento, but mm. so far Ryuga is my favorite character. He's, he's somehow the everyman in all this. He's a lot more fleshed out, and he has, like, a lot more outward personality. Mm-hmm. Although, I... I do really like the um, back and forth between him and Sento. Yeah, they're... they're just butting heads all the time. There's a part where Ryuga's like, God, this is so... Oh, I can't go on without my girlfriend. And Sento's like, how about you stop being a... Bitch. Oh. Oh. And Night, Night Rogue goes, oh. And Sento does a little, like, slam dunk on top of Ryuga, like a little mime dunk. <laughs> and uh, it's a, it's a very touch. It, it's more touching than we make it sound. but uh, It it's, is a it's, very it's, touching scene. It's a good scene how, like, they, they sort of clash. Because Sento's a total fucking weirdo. Like, his personality yeah, and, like, everything about him. He's, he's super weird. And so it's nice to have uh, Ryuga be, like, just the the guy who reacts normally to everything. They, they make a nice foil for each other. Yeah. Two thoughts. One is that this is the relationship between uh, Tendo and Kagami. Yeah, I was just going to say. Again, which is one of my favorite relationships in writer history. The the hapless everyman paired with the total fucking weirdo. Yeah. And two, I noticed in this episode that not only does Sento wear chucks, which I appreciate since I wear them all the fucking time, <laughs> but he's wearing one red chuck and one blue chuck. Yeah, I saw that. Because he split down the center his build, which I think is fucking super clever. That's if he didn't a... look like a hobo otherwise, his outfit would be really cool. Do you think he went to like a shoe store and was like, can I get one of these and one of these Like after he got Rabbit Tank? <laughs> He's like, this is really important. I gotta have one on red and one's gotta be blue. Now, he went and bought a pair of red and a pair of blue and he switches the feet every day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know uh, Emu's shoes are, are teal and orange? What? Yeah, if you look, his shoes are, t- like, from the very start, it's hinting at Mighty Brothers. Holy shit, I'll believe you. Yeah, that's bullshit, but I believe it. I don't have any reason to believe you whatsoever, but I will. <laughs> maybe I'm just making shit up. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just tricking you. Maybe you're a trickster. I am a, I am the trickster, man. That's what they call me. Everybody knows. <laughs> they called him that in high school. The trickster man. The trickster. <laughs> Watch out in the hallway for the trickster man. Don't ask why. I don't think I'm legally allowed to tell the story, but I was never convicted. Yikes! I see why Guy is your favorite character now. (laughs) No conviction was ever made. (laughs) um, I appreciate that... uh, I don't... don't, I'm in the fence, let's see. I appreciate on one hand that Sento is uh, put forth as this, like, super genius Mm. who was pretty invincible up until the end of episode two like he just did the right thing every time he was in a fight mm-hmm. 
then he sees Night Rogue and he loses it because Night Rogue is, you know, the dude who kidnapped him, the the Batman. The Batman, which I really appreciate that they're still calling him that. Yeah. Um I like that Night Rogue just is super matter of fact about shit. Like he's like <laughs> the Batman and he's like, I'm Night Rogue. Uh, no, I'm not a. Well, I guess I'm a bat. I have a bat theme, but my name's Night Rogue. He's like, he just says, "I'm Night Rogue," and then when he's fighting him, he's like, "You're not even using a best match." Are you some kind of bitch? I like that Sento just. He's exactly like anyone would be if they had all that shit. Just try out every combo that you can. He's maybe, experimenting because he's a scientist. Yeah, might not be a best match, but maybe they'll just work well. Maybe a vacuum cleaner will work well with a rabbit. Who fucking knows? He's he's a physicist, maybe. It's his job to experiment. <laughs> a physicist, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I do like Sento. I like. Um, there's one moment in this episode, right, that everybody got something different from than me. Mm. The shopkeeper guy, the guy who owns the cafe. I don't uh, know what his name is. Soichi. Soichi. He uh, is looking at an iPad or an iPhone or something, and then he just balls it up super fast and makes this a fucking back scratcher out of it. I totally forgot about that. And I was just watching it and went, what the fuck? What is he? But everybody else was like, oh, he's an alien. Mm, I. How what? did you get to that conclusion, everyone? That seems like a mild leap of logic. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hearing it from the wrong people, but... I, would, I didn't think it was because he was an alien. I thought it was because he got, like, experimented on. I think if I had anything, it's probably... Maybe he's got, like, secret powers just like the full bottle girl. He's got some kind of ability that's it's weird. his daughter. Is that his daughter? Oh, yeah. yeah, it is! Yeah, full bottle girl is his daughter. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, maybe it's just a family and they've got fucked up powers. And they can transmute stuff into other stuff. I don't know. I wish I could remember Full Bottle Girl's name. I couldn't remember the shopkeeper's name either, so I, I guess it's all fun. I believe her name is Furu Botoru. Her name is Sosuke Bosuke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really liked this episode. That 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 being said, I thought it was great. Yeah, pa- pacing issues aside, it's a really great episode. Like we get to see a lot more of the characters' personalities and see the development of the of like the secret background plot moving mm-hmm. forward uh the next episode preview gives away what the name of the evil organization is and i don't know if i should say it or not but it's really fucking cool it's foundation x don't say it just for the people that didn't watch i'm not gonna say it. it's not foundation x which is a silly name my favorite part i forgot to mention this my favorite part is when they're interrogating ryuga in the pit and they're like tell us Tell us what happened. Tell us from the beginning. And Ryuga's like, well, I was born in an OBGYN clinic at a healthy 3.2 kilos. And I I hope beyond hope, beyond all hope, maybe this is insane, but I really hope that later on that becomes a vital clue. That like, what was the name of the clinic you were born at? And he's like, the shocker clinic or something. And it becomes like a vital detail. The Foundation X OBGYN. Yeah. Like, like I really... And they're like, why didn't you tell us earlier? And he's like, you told me to shut up when I was telling the story. I tried to tell you. That would be a genius piece of writing. And I really hope that's where they're going. I don't know if that's... totally not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. But I think that'd be super clever. Jesus. This dude loves OBGYNs having something to do with plots. It's his favorite. It's my favorite places to hang out on the weekend, yeah. It, uh, whoa. It gives me a lot of hope for build in the future, though. That 
we're getting such a stable foundation mm-hmm. to it. Um, I saw a little bit of scannage. Oh, did you? A little bit of scannerans. I try to avoid the scannerans. Uh, spoilers for the next ten seconds. There's going to be a snake man as well, right? Like a cobra man. Oh no, is there going to be a spider man? That's what I'm hoping. I'm sure I'm there hoping is. that they're like the the bosses of the three areas. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so sick. God, that would be so cool. I'm sure there's going to be if they're doing bat and cobra, they got to do spider. They always they always bring that up in in rider. I remember when um machine chaser had his three weapons and it was a cobra, yeah. a spider and a bat. So, I'm sure they'll fucking do that. The first three enemies the Kuga fights. Yeah, a bat, a spider, and a snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It it comes back over and over and over again. Always, yeah, I remember in Amazons it's a spider at the start. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. a... Yeah. Always that Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Always that Spider-Man coming in. Fucking, he's a menace. He's... <laughs> Is that all we have to say about build? Yeah, that's all I have to say. All right. Uh, why don't you tell us about all the myriad newses that happened this week? I need to stop telling you beforehand when there's no news because you always have some <laughs> shitty line ready. There's one piece of news, but I'm super hyped about it. I don't know if anyone else is going to be. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, so that that certainly underwhelming PS4 game, Climax Fighters, yeah, is going to be localized in English for th- Southeast Asia. Yeah, which we're still not going to get it in North America, no. but uh, but if it you will be super easy to um, you know import it and it yeah. will be in English, so you don't have to worry about the menus and shit. Thank God, because whenever I play uh, fucking Bertrand War Genesis, I have to just guess my way through all the menus like a fool. You know what would be really funny? What I was thinking about this the other day when I was trying to play that fucking little like card game, the like DS card game one. Was there a DS card game at a Common Rider? Uh, I don't remember. How how are you ever gonna be able to play a card game without even knowing the language? I, I don't just wanted to see the art. Damn it! Oh, but okay. anyway, <laughs> I was like going through the videos and I was wondering. What if all of these common Rider games are actually fucking, like, masterpieces, but we're just, like, picking all the wrong choices in the menu? Like, turn <laughs> off good graphics, turn off fucking, like, great AI, turn off move sets. I like, I like the idea of having, like, an options menu where, like, do you want the game to be good, yes or no? <laughs> and we're accidentally hitting no every time. Alright, turning on the shitty gameplay. Have fun, kids. Maybe that's kid. a secret. <laughs> The secret is you were choosing to make it a bad game the whole time. That's true. Japan likes an extra level of challenge in their games. You have to work to make it even decent. That's the the big Super Mario Brothers 2 dilemma, right? Mm-hmm. The st- stupid pig dog gaijin Americans can't play Super <laughs> Mario Brothers 2. So we have to give them this fucking parade Mardi Gras-ass Arabian game instead. Surely they'll be able to handle that. Yeah, that that game introduced shy guys to the mythos and burdos yeah. and so much shit. The best part about that is all those enemies were just in Doki Doki Panic. They yeah. were just enemies from that game. And now they're like in Mario. That's weird. You know what I never realized what? when I was a kid? And like up until very recently, maybe this year, uh, the whole game of Doki Doki Panic was based around like a giant Japanese festival thing that was happening that year. Really? That had two themes. It was like an 
Arabian style theme, which is obvious in the game, mm-hmm. but Mardi Gras was the other theme. That's why all the enemies wear masks. Oh. Crazy, isn't it? That is a weird factoid. I didn't know that. I'm full of it. I mean, them. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That's your news. All I remember, I had the GBA version of Mario 2, which had a lot of really silly sounding voice clips. Oh, yeah. I remember that shit. The one Especially I Especially Birdo's. Yeah, Birdo. This is as far as you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played it on NES because I'm old. Old. No voice clips. No voice clips. You had to make up the voices yourself. <laughs> you you yeah. had to sit with a cast and yell shit out. You had to tune in after school to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show to find out what Mouser and Triglide sound like. <laughs> you know what was the worst? The GBA version of Link to the Past adds Ocarina of Time voice clips. Does it? So whenever you swing your sword, he goes, bah! Bah! and like it's so bad when you're fighting a group <laughs> of enemies and you have to listen to him screaming his head off because you swing your sword way faster in that game than in Ocarina of Time. So it's like, he's like swinging like a madman and screaming. Yeah, it's exactly that. It just sounds nuts. You know, I started playing Breath of the Wild again. What a great game. God, what a fucking great game. What a lovely game. It's, oh shit, I'm, there's no more X8, so we can't say, oh, it's, it's Kamen Rider related because it's video games, but. No. Fuck it. We did this before X8. Yeah, we did. For one year we had an excuse and now it's gone. R.I.P. Breath of the Wild's fucking sick, though. It is. Best like, game. I was watching somebody stream Skyrim because he's my friend, and mm-hmm. I gotta. But, I uh, gotta. <laughs> nah, um, it, it's a fun stream, but uh, he was, like, looking around, and he went, man, this place is beautiful, and I was like, you need to play Breath of the Wild, sir. <laughs> that entire game is fucking picturesque. It is so, it's, it's, it's like playing a Miyazaki movie. It really is. And you can climb trees and shit. God, you can so climb good. mountains like you're fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta, oh, I gotta fucking play it again. Thanks, Jeff, you asshole. You're welcome. I gotta you're welcome, everyone else who's also playing it now. <sighs> shit! It's so fucking fun. I, I, got, I, got, I got too many games. I need to play Splatoon again. Yeah, I haven't pl- picked up Splatoon often lately. That game's fun. Mm. It is super fun to play with friends, and I keep having people ask me to play, and I'm always fucking doing stupid shit like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Alright, that's enough for news. Okay, yeah, that's a lot of fucking video game shit replacing news. Okay. <laughs> we gotta fill time, people. We gotta fill time. Let's talk about Jetto, 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 man. Uh, on Jetman this week, on episodes 17, 18, and 19, or at least 17 and 18... Uh, the queen of Viram, the empress of Viram, Juza. Juza. <laughs> what a stupid name. It is a very... They all have stupid names. Juza sounds like, a, sounds like a brand of tampon or something. Like, it doesn't sound threatening. <laughs> I was thinking, like, a like an Activia-style fucking yogurt. Juza. Yeah, I can see it. It's organic, maybe. Grass-fed dairy. Uh, she does not last very long, but she no. is very powerful for a little bit. Supposedly. Um, but first off, 
everybody's out shopping together, and Guy decides now is the perfect time to force Kyrie into an elevator and rape her. What an uncomfortable scene when he's like, I'm just gonna yank this girl into an elevator, an elevator so we can just talk for five minutes alone without all these other idiots. But it's so unbelievably rapey. It's like a little uncomfortable. He just becomes like a raper for like five minutes, and then he he sort of snaps out of it at the end, right? Where he's just like, "Fucking tell me, you hate me, then just something." Guy is a man who is so thirsty. No doubt. If if you if you like strapped a bus right to Guy and made him drag it through a desert for ten days, at the end of that. He would not be as thirsty as he is when he looks at Kyrie. I just—he's so rapey. <laughs> we're supposed to get the idea that guy is this like to begin with, anyway. That he's this really cool, laid-back playboy type or whatever. But he's actually just like a really angry child that really wants to get his dick wet. That's that's who he is. It makes me wonder inside. how successful he actually is in his romantic pursuits off screen. If if he does it like this, well, he picks up the waitress. That's true. That's true. It's just this girl, the only woman on earth who doesn't like him. I guess, and he does pick up the the waitress by grasping her by the wrist really hard. Mm-hmm. So maybe just being like really gropy and weird works on some ladies in this fictional universe. Just grab stuff, and it's yours. Rider Club Radio does not endorse this viewpoint on the feminine <laughs> sex. Our our lawyers have forced us to include this message. Our lawyers who are all women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guy gets rapey, but um, we 100% completely learn that uh, Rita has a thing for Cowrie as well. So unnecessary. Completely plot, unnecessary. Okay. Uh, Ryu still does not give a fuck about any of it whatsoever. <laughs> you the poor man at the center of it all. <laughs> Which really becomes comedic at certain points in the episode where, like, Rita is, like, going off, like, on some fucking tangent. And, like, Ryu's just kind of, like, looking around like, man, wonder if I left the kettle on at home. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for Ryu because, like, Guy hates him just because Kaori likes him, and he didn't ask yeah. for any of this shit. He he just he wants just to be wants a superhero. To, he wants to save the world. Yeah. That's all he wants. <laughs> and these people are bringing their petty fucking bullshit into it. He's, you can tell he's staring off into the distance, and he's thinking, like, I had five fucking trained professionals lined up for this. <laughs> Would have been so easy. Viram is definitely going to kill every man, woman, and child on this planet because Guy wants to fuck. It's, it's, he's going to doom us all. Yeah. I love you. I love um, Ratty Gay's little mini arc in these two episodes. Here's the thing about it. <clears throat> I like that arc a lot. I would have liked it a million times more. Like, I don't know anything about Jetman. I've specifically made sure I didn't read anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one glimmering hopeful second I thought he was going to be the sixth ranger no I, which would have been spectacular that would have been marvelous I like he's it's an arc but then it becomes just kind of a circle yeah he he's he gets he turned into a human absolutely and he, nothing 
he falls in love with a woman, and the woman is like, oh, he, he loses his memories. And so he's like, oh, God, I don't know who I am. And this woman's like, oh, you're so amazing, whoever you are. Yeah, I have Japan's disease, and I'm going to die. Also has Japan disease. And you use your other dimensional magic, I guess, to cure me. He and remembers who you. he is, beats the shit out of Juza, puts on his ridiculous outfit. And she's like, oh, Radigay, I know you're not evil. I saw, like, I, we spent all that time together, and we were in love. You're definitely not eagle, evil. And Radigay's like, love? And then he just fucking blows her up, and he's like, as he if I could ever fucking her. fall in love with you, you fuck. He fucking kills her he like just... he met her mother <laughs> earlier in the fucking episode. Her mom's just probably standing at home like, when's she getting home? I guess in his eyes, it's like if I was forced to live as a cockroach for a day, and then I suddenly turned back, and I was like, ah, I, I still fucking hate cockroaches, I guess. They're ugly and gross and annoying. I mean, I guess. I really don't like cockroaches, for those of you that don't know. Apparently, Liam is very much against cockroach love. I am anti-cockroach sex. What? I'm (laughs) anti-cockroach. So these two episodes are good. I just kind of expected Juza to be the main villain. I thought this was like, oh, here's the main villain now. Like, the real shit's happening, but it's it's like a really quick kind of... Like, the villain sort of... uh, Juza appears... Leader of the villains, and then all the villains instantly rally to kill her right away. They're like, oh, fuck this lady. Think she can boss None of around. them like her at all. Yeah. Which, I mean, if I had to kneel down and kiss someone's ring every time she got into fucking room, I probably wouldn't like her much either. Yeah, I guess. So they all uh, band together, incidentally, with the uh, jet man and just murderize her. I like how um, Ryu's ex fiance I can't remember her name. Her evil Rie. name is Maria. Oh, yeah, yeah Rie, Rie yeah. is her actual name. Like, Maria, yeah. Uh, Maria is like, who the fuck is this bitch? Yeah, I'm supposed and to be the like, woman no, around you. She's the empress, and she's like, I don't give a fuck. Empress of my dick. Who's fuck a fucking this. empress, motherfucker? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Come up in my house, bitch. <laughs> Instant rivalry. Anyways. Everybody's like pushing around the room going, Stop! Shh! No! Shut up! Shut up! She's like really that, powerful. She's got an egg. She's got an egg. I like that Juza is super hideous. Her, her true form is like an yeah. awful fucking monster mash. She has like a really strange power too, which is to make crystals shove themselves out of your skin. That's some gross shit. Yeah. A crystal grows it's out, out of It's coming out of like you. fucking paper mache and clay or whatever, but... If in real life if it just shoved out of your fucking skin, that'd be horrifying. It's the funny thing is some of them have the like makeup to make it look like it's growing out of their skin, and some of them just kind of hold it up to their clothes. <laughs> There's a bit when guy has the makeup and it's coming out of his neck, but I guess the sweat or something is going in, and he's talking to uh, Kauri, and it's just kind of like flopping, like hanging off of his <laughs> neck, like about to fall off at any second. I was like, "Guy, you're cured." I didn't notice that. Your love for Kauri has, has cured you of the crystal. It's coming right off. I like how Guy is completely incapable of understanding that there's such a thing as platonic friendship between <laughs> men and women. Like every time she shows even the slightest concern, he's like, "We're gonna fuck. We're gonna fuck." Is this it? Did I do it right? Do you love me now? And she's like, no, you fucking idiot. You're dying. Well, he's, he's like, just leave me to die. <laughs> Fuck off. You're not going to smooch. Get out of here. 
The weirdest thing about Juice's power to make crystals come out of people is that eventually you just turn into a crystal. Like, one doesn't really lead to the other. Maybe it's you turning into a crystal and the crystals coming out of you are just like... You turning into the crystal? They're your babies. I guess, I don't know. Speaking of babies, there's a monster in an egg and it hatches at the very end of the two-parter. The weirdest little Mothra. It's a cute little Mothra. It it really is a Mothra larva. (laughs) They just painted it differently. (laughs) And it's supposedly going to grow into a horrible super beast way in the future. It has some ridiculous fucking name, too. Yeah, all I know is it's... I don't remember its name. It's just some kind of ultimate beast. But Radagay's whole plan is that he's gonna unleash that now. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody else's dumb shit. So Juzu was only here to bring an egg. He specifically doesn't care about the dumb shit that uh, Maria gets up to next episode when she unleashes clairvoyant dimension or future sight dimension. Fortune dimension? I don't remember its name. It reads Kaori's future with tarot cards, and it's like, if you do anything ever, you'll die. So go home. She's and... fucking terrified. It's it's like a really, really low-budget horror movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't catch that, but now that you mention it, it's Which a little is bit. It's cute. It's cute. It's like, oh, a car's gonna get you, and she gets bumped into by a little kid's car, and then, like, a big picture of a car falls on her, and she's like, fuck, I'm, I gotta go home. They're they're getting me. I can't be a I can't be a ranger anymore, guys. Cars are gonna get me. Car, well, I'm gonna get hit by a car, and then she's like, "If you transform, you'll die." And she's like, "Oh no!" If you transform, Maria will stab you to death. And she's like, "No, she's never tried to do that before." <laughs> <laughs> this and is gonna be the one time she succeeds. We learn about her relationship with Gia, who seems to be her only guardian, her butler. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets into a really silly samurai getup and I starts attacking bit. her. He has the little, like, ogre mask, and he fights her. Trying to teach her the the nine rules of Madam Gentleman's... What Madam Gentleman. <laughs> what is it called? Cowrie's Constitution? Yeah, Cowrie's Constitution. Yeah. Yeah, the nine rules of Cowrie's Constitution. Which is silly. He's like, if you can't beat me, you'll never beat the fear of, of death. And then they have a fucking sword fight. Um, and she shows up dressed like a samurai. At yeah. The end of the episode and fights and saves the day. It's a pretty good episode. It strikes a weird balance between, like, that usual Jetman silliness and this weird sort of auteur... Like you said, kind of like a weird little horror episode, which I liked. My favorite part in the episode is when Gia is, like, trying to fix the leak. Mm. And he, like, pokes his head up into the attic, and there's a tarot card cutting into one of the pipes that's causing the leak. I thought that was a neat little visual yeah. trick. A little, it, a little thing to show the audience, oh, it's not fate. Yeah, it's they're, they're doing it on purpose. I thought that was cool. It's, it's a pretty alright episode. It kind of pales in comparison. Time. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not as good as the Juza duo, but it's it's a fun it's it's a fun time. I really like Jetman so far. I like Jetman too. It's it's like a really fun series. Like the serialization is it's designed to be serialized. There's mm-hmm. like a little bit of a through thread of a plot throughout it. 
but I feel like designing a show to be serialized uh, can make up for a lot of the problems of serialization. Yeah, they've got all like all the characters are practically built to bounce off each other, like always in different ways, and with with such a like a cast of five and all the different combinations of characters that you can focus on for episodes, it is really good at at like keeping something going. Like instead of uh, Juojo has all these characters that are so round, and Jetman has all these characters that are a little less round, but like are tailor made to fuck with each other. Yeah, they're characters who are pointed. Mm-hmm. They're not round at all. They don't roll together. They just poke into each other constantly. Yeah, they all hate each other. I love it. I feel bad for Akko because all the other characters are in love with each other. <laughs> she's just kind of there. She's got no part in this love fucking Pentagon. Love Square, whatever you want to call it. I also feel bad for Raita because he's like uh, a, a dopey, chubby idiot and he knows it. What happened to Raita's childhood friend that he was in love with? Why would he ever give a shit about what's-her-face? She, she lives in a different town. Okay, so, so finish up with this... forever. Finish up with this alien nonsense and move, you asshole. I don't know. I don't know. It's... It's the bus thing, right? She saved him from the bus, so now he's in love with her. Oh, right. Uh, Fucking you... murder bus can bring people together from all walks of life. That's true. That's true. They're all just trying to get that money. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get in good with the rich girl. If you want a girl to like you, take her to a murder bus. And if it's you true. survive, you will be very close with her. That's how I got my three, my last three lot wives. <laughs> Who all died in unrelated accidents, I'm sure. They all died in unrelated murder buses. (laughs) You gotta be careful with the transit system, is all I'm saying. Yeah, of course. Yeah, terrible things can happen on on purpose or by accident, yeah. Yeah, terrible things can happen when you go to a murder bus all the time on purpose. (laughs) So, Jeff, do we have any mail? Yes, as a matter of fact, we have a decent amount of mail this time. Open it up. Our first mail isn't a mail at all, but is a Twitter message that we got from uh, Anachronism, who says, Hey guys, I'm probably late for the current episode, but I'm sure it'll keep for the next one. You're wrong. You are on time for the current episode. (laughs) Uh, My questions this week are, one, does Banjo remind you two of Gills at all? He's intertwined with the main writer, and his life is just doing awfully right now. It'd be a neat nod to Agito if that's the dynamic they were going for. He has he, too much to do with the plot. He's, Gills. <laughs> he's a bit like Gills if Gills wasn't turning into a horrible monster mash. But it is that like his life has been fucking ruined, which I like. Yeah, in every way possible at this point. Like, he has nothing left. Yeah. Except his revenge. Except his burning desire. Uh, question two. You mentioned My Hero Academia last time, so here's the obligatory. What would your quirk be? So what would both of your quirks be? For Liam, a quirk is a superpower. Oh. Quirks are like superpowers, but they're kind of like Japanese-y weird. You know how like when somebody has a superpower in something Japanese, it's always like a little strange compared to an American version of that power? Yeah. Yeah. So what would your your quirk be? Oh, God. I don't know. Uh... See, I've got one pre-packaged okay, that I've you thought about and would be fun to write a character with. Um, it's called Element States and because of the three natural states of matter. 
Mm-hmm. Or it's called matter states. The three states of matter. Ga- you have a gaseous form, a liquid form, and a solid form. Uh, the gaseous form, like the liquid form is your normal everyday body because we're like 75% water and we're all mushy and shit. Mm. And you can function like a normal human being and have all the normal weaknesses in that one. You have a gaseous form, which is uh, like you're, you turn into a vapor, you can go through anything that's any that has any sort of porousness to it, like walls or floors or whatever. You can probably like float uh and but you know you have all the problems of being a gaseous form you you can be like dissipated and take forever to get pulled back together or you can be put in a fucking jar you know mm-hmm. or and you have your uh solid form where you, all the muscles in your body solidify which makes it more difficult to like be bendy and acrobatic but makes you way way str- like superhumanly stronger and durable and uh, shifting between them takes a little bit of time, so that's another weakness. That sounds like cool. Some cool shit. What do you got, fucker? I don't know. I've never read this or seen this or anything. I have no You're clue what the out, limits man. are. Or There's, There doesn't really seem to be any limits. One of my favorite characters uh, is a pro hero, who you don't really see too much of, but his name is Best Genist. Oh, the guy that wears jeans all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. He has jeans over his entire body, and yeah. he controls thread, so he can like control it like telekinetically to do whatever he wants, and he like unthreads his outfits to attack with. That is pretty cool. So you can do like what the fuck ever. You could be a pugman. If you want. <laughs> what about the ability to turn into paper? That'd be kind of neat. Yeah, there's no. Take I don't all think the there's anybody like that. There's no paper man. No. Turn into paper shreds or make yourself as light as paper. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. I think that'd be a fun power. You'd be two D man. Two D man, yeah. It's pretty good. What a fun question, Anna. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you wrote in. I should read my Hero Academia because, like everybody I know, has read it and says it's great. I've literally never heard a bad thing about it. No, it's funny. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. Usually in anime and manga, the main character is like the least liked character in the entire thing. Mm. It's like nobody's favorite is the main character. But in My Hero Academia, almost everyone's favorite is the main character. Yeah, Deku, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, I feel like it's because if you're reading a manga, you can see a little bit of yourself in like a hero-worshipping nerd. Mm-hmm. Who's like trying to make good? Yeah, but uh, I love that guy. He's the best. Yeah, I'll have to pick it up. Maybe when I'm done rereading Death Note, I'll pick it up. Fucking Death. Note. What the fuck is the matter with Death Note? It's really good. I don't know, man. It's just I associate Death Note with the kind of people who were reading it when it first like or like watching it when it first came on TV here, Middle who were schoolers. like hanging out in Hot Topic. Mm, yeah, and, like uh, listening to My Chemical Romance and stuff. It is a very hot topic manga, but I like it a lot. You sounded so offended when I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all tired right. of all the shit that Death Note gets. You know what? I'm sick of it. Uh, maybe if it wasn't so fucking emo. Look, it's it's a little edgy. Maybe that's its appeal for maybe me. That's why you love it so much. It's a very edgy manga. Fucking edgelord. <laughs> all right. Our next email is from Paris Paradox Person, Mm. 
who says, Hello, hello, your paradox person named Paris here with another email. So, answering your common writer close, Claws question, it's Claws. You see, the Japanese shit at the end of his name ends with Zu, making it Kurazu, oh. aka Claws. Uh, that's bullshit, but I'll believe it. That's... <laughs> uh, now for some questions. Not a question, but did you know Common Rider Cronus is named after the Titan of Harvest, which makes sense since he wants to create uh, and he wants to like create and a new world with Chronicle. Uh, asking, uh, did you know, is actually a question. So maybe shut your entire fucking mouth before you speak next time. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> How does it feel to get owned that fucking hard, Paris? Jesus, yeah. This is the internet version of getting dunked on top of. Uh, Cronus is also the god of time, hence all the time shit. So. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that part is more obvious and doesn't need pointing out. Yeah. Well, I felt like it needed to. Well, Why don't you shut your whole fucking mouth? Congratulations, ass face. Why don't you fucking ass my face? Wait. I will. <laughs> like we do every weekend. Wait, don't fucking just cut that out. Cut that out of the podcast. Okay, I'll make sure to cut it out. Don't worry. Don't let anyone know that we fuck every weekend. I wouldn't want to reveal. Like fucking rabbit tanks. Yeah, I wouldn't want to reveal anything like that. Uh, Pick three of your favorite riders. Uh, We're not doing that one. We're going to pick one of our favorite riders and say what two full bottles, they don't have to be canon, would best create a best match for that rider. (laughs) You know, I think... (laughs) I think Knight's full bottles would be a knight and a bat. You fucker. We've done this before. You're right. No, wait. A knight is a person. You can't do that. That's a person. No, that's the person and a fucking animal, you dipshit. Oh, fuck you me. you some sort of an idiot? Yeah, no, I guess I am. It would be like armor. It'd have to be armor and a bat. Bat. Like a shield and, or like a lance and a bat or something like that. Like a yeah. lance and a bat. Yeah. I would... Uh, a joker... And a cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> they released a bit of uh, a set of, I think they're Ganbarizing cards. Mm-hmm. Of like, here's some past riders that had their own best matches. And there was, um, uh, I think they had like Gaim with his uh, fucking Kachidoki and uh, Kiwami that he had to stick into the Kachidoki. Mm-hmm. There was X-Aid that had the, just like riders that need two things to transform. Like here's mm. their their best matches, and I believe Double had one, but I don't remember. I remember they had whatever uh, they had they had um they had Kabuto, and his best match was every sector when he takes them all for his hyper form. <laughs> that's just that's his best match. He's such a piece of shit. <laughs> that's so Kabuto though. Just fucking yeah. give me all of them. All of them, they're mine. Only only I deserve these. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is shit. Uh, none of that was a straight answer, and I'm sorry. Okay. But I think it's all you're going to get. <laughs> uh, final question. You know how Bloodstark is a cobra and Night Rogue is a bat? Do you think there will be a spider commander? We actually talked about that in the episode. Yeah. And the answer is yes, for sure. Yes. Yeah, I think he'll be introduced maybe later. but uh, He does, or they do mention that it makes sense even more... Uh, Due to the uh, spider full bottle being leaked in the driver. Is there a spider? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the driver oh, yeah. sounds, yeah. And, oh, he also uh, mentions what I talked about earlier where the three regions and each general for each region. Yeah, that would be fucking, fucking sick. Great minds think alike, dude. <laughs> 
Thanks for your email, Paris. Our uh, next email is from Jetto Jaguar. Jet Jaguar taking a break from fighting all those kaiju. Who says, Hi Jeff and Liam, great podcast. Thank you. Thanks. I've been enjoying Build so far, although episode 2 felt kind of rushed and weirdly paced to me. I particularly found it interesting that they decided to have Ryuga wear a You Look Better on Social Media t-shirt during this very emotional arc for his character. I can't believe we almost went to the end of the episode without mentioning <laughs> that you look better on social media t-shirt. Dude, he's wearing a jacket afterwards that says, When I die, I'll go to heaven because I've already been through hell. Yeah. Vietnam. On it. <laughs> At the end of the episode. Look, Ryuga's like, seen some shit, okay? <laughs> this fucking 18-year-old Vietnam veteran. <laughs> he's actually like 70. Uh, somebody on Twitter found a listing for that t-shirt, and it turns out it also has a small embroidered patch of two rabbits fucking on the sleeve of it. If it was a rabbit in a tank fucking, that would be the perfect. <laughs> you look better on... So- That's such a Japan shirt to wear. Just like, here's really this random is. phrase. Like, one that says fuck it. What? God, I can't remember the ones from before. The One One of them said stupid on it, and giant had cursive stupid. lettering. Ryuki had bullshit artist. Bullshit artist. And there was one that just had, like, curse words all over it. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ryuki's character's pretty cool. Can't wait for him to come a writer. Looking forward to the next episode. Yeah, I wonder when he's going to be a writer. I haven't I looked know. ahead at all the episode descriptions to see, so. Thank you, thank you, Jetto. Thank you. Our next email is from Ferris, who uh, starts the email with Liam, period. Jeff, Ooh. period. Hey. That is like uh, the least emotive, least affectatious greeting I've ever had in an email in my life. <laughs> That's like when you come in like to the office in the morning and it's some, you see someone who like you're not that close to, but you still want to say good morning to him. So you're just like, Jeff? And he's like, Liam? And then you just go on your way. <laughs> God, I've never hated someone that much to <laughs> do that to them. Ferris has. Uh, uh, I've been keeping up with the last few series as they aired, but never quite got around to watching old Sentai until you started Jetman, so thanks for unintentionally guiding me towards that. Hey. Hey. Uh, 17 and 18 was kind of interesting. I always like villain infighting, so their former leader showing up was an interesting twist, although there could have been potential in keeping her around a bit longer. Yeah, I kind of uh, thought she was going to be the main villain. I don't know. I'm happy that she's not. I like that there are four people vying to be the main villain of the series. I think that's a really interesting dynamic for them. I wouldn't have minded if she stuck around, Radigay got thrown into the human world, and that was more permanent, and the other three were plotting against her constantly. Yeah, and that would have been like great. That would have been nice, but... It eh. especially would have been great if Radigay got some fucking birdonic waves thrown his way. <laughs> Uh, it mentions that the crystals are a definite sign of the times, uh, but then but uh, bursting out of people's skin, uh, even though it's hardly super gory in the show, it seems a little intense for a kids show. And of course, there's yet another romantic subplot, although Radigay certainly isn't into it. Love that part when he's like, "Fuck you!" It's fucking just murders her. Can't believe you thought I was in love with you. What a loser. Ha ha ha! And he laughs at her. And everybody <laughs> shows up and laughs at her. Even the jet man. He takes a picture and puts it on his Snapchat story of her dying. <laughs> it's uh, as, likes. 
As for build, the first I like the I enjoyed the first two episodes, but you picked the first apart pretty thoroughly. Little things like the hair quirk are annoying, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm also liking Sento and Ryuga's bickering in the this episode, and I kind of hope they stay a bit antagonistic rather than just becoming friends like some writer combos do. Uh, the question is, what is your favorite weird weapons in Ryder or other Toku, if you can think of one? He uh, brings this up because Build's first weapon is a drill. Ooh, weird weapons. Um, if it counts, I like the Banaspear. The Banaspear is a big dumb thing. I don't know, it's just a sword, really. It's a lance. It's a sword. He uses it like a sword, but it's a lance. So I was thinking the fucking Mango Punisher. Oh, yeah, Gaim's full of weird weapons, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The fucking Ornak Bammer comes to mind. Ornak Bammer. I like that... tiny little hammer. I like that stupid-ass gun from Kabuto that shoots out tiny Zectors that they only use in one episode. <laughs> um, I'll Why? never not be angry about that. Why? Uh, Why did that happen? I'd, I'd, for sure it was just a toy. And they were like, well, he's got to use it once. So he uses it once, and that's the end. I'm trying to think of, like, the stupidest weapons in Rider history, though. Uh, Ryuki's had a shield vent where he gets these two weird things on his arms. They're just, like, they're not shields. They're, like, pauldrons. But sometimes he takes them in his arms and uses them to shield. They're weird. It's weird. Yes, I didn't even remember that. Yeah. I'm thinking about Fize's gun that he gets when he uses his uh, mid-season upgrade his excel form or whatever mm. like it it's like a case that like turns into a gun and it has a handle on it oh is that it's also a sword the blaster form gun yeah i love that weapon it's it's cool but he only uses it twice i know i wish he used it more. <laughs> it's, it's really fucking neat and it is weird because of the way it operates like how it's held and everything. It's a strange weapon. Mm-hmm. But it is really cool. Yeah. So I think I'm going to choose it. Okay. I'm going to take Ryuki's weird-ass shield vent. I also like the swords that everybody had in Gaim that had, like, the little gun attached to the handle. Yeah, the Muso Saber, it was called. Yeah, and it only had, like, three shots in it, and then you just had to use it as a sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that thing is cool as shit. Uh, thank you for the email, Ferris. Our next email is from Jake the Snake, of course. Of course. He says, hey guys, I wish Overtime would have went with Nitrogue instead of Night Rogue. But my name choice gripes aside, his spotlight, his spotlight time left a strong impression. Uh, Build not using a best match when he went at him in a rage and Night Rogue calling him out on the poor effort after not even remembering the face of a guinea pig. Also, I wish that Night Rogue picked a classier couch to menacingly lounge in. <laughs> I like him so far. The dead girlfriend card. If that doesn't get, uh, if that doesn't secure Ryuga becoming closer, it's actually claws. Apparently. Excuse you. I don't know what will. I do think it's a nice touch that the full bottle he'll be bound to use in the future was created from his girlfriend. Adds an emotional weight to his power. Yeah, That's I like true. that too. Questions. One, do you think Night Rogue is the head honcho for just Toto, and the other regions will have their own main villains, or do you think he's in charge of all of blank? I think that's the organization name. Oh, okay. 
See, everyone's got the same ideas this week. We're all brainstorming yeah. in the same brain, apparently. We're all working towards the same goal of having a Batman, a Spider-Man, and a, Sn a Cobra-Man running all the organization. Each running a different region. So, yes, we do agree with your hypothesis because we uh, substantiated it on our own. Good. Two. Definitely, definitely true and going to happen. Question two. Since people already asked what full bottles you'd have, I'd like to ask what kind of smashes would you guys end up if it's experimented on you? Design, powers, etc. Thanks and looking forward to the next episode as always, Jake the Snake. Oh, God. I would turn into the giant pile of shit smash. <laughs> What's the thing I hate the most? I would turn into a smash of like a... A cockroach? Yeah, no. <laughs> Smashes are like machines, right? Like, they don't... They look I like machines, mostly. You, you Well, the one was, like, all spiky, and he became the hedgehog full bottle. That's true. So you can be... You'll look machiney or whatever, regardless, but you can be based on a machine or an animal. I'd be a cockroach smash, because I hate cockroaches. What Do you turn into what you hate the most? I you don't know. Smash? I just picked that, because if I was... I don't know, I'd want to be something I hated. Because then I would be the spider smash. You don't like spiders? I fucking hate spiders. I have grown to like spiders because they I kill will, cockroaches. I will fucking murder every spider on the face of the earth. I don't care if cockroaches take over the planet afterwards. I'll be satisfied. <laughs> I have one living in my room. Like, I brought him in here to keep the cockroaches out. You're a moron, man. What? Spiders are horrible demons, and it's going to kill you in your sleep. No, spiders are the nicest bugs. They're not bugs. And it also, it's also going to shit a million tiny spiders down your throat while you're sleeping. That's fine. While I'm sleeping, that's what? fine. What? Just keep the roaches off me. What? I will sire your children if you kill cockroaches. Jesus that's, Christ! That's what marriage is, right? You marry a girl and you kill bugs for her. Right? You don't sire the children, though. Okay, if it was the other way around, I'd still do it. I'd make God that deal. God damn! <laughs> Ladies, if you ever had your eyes set on Liam, now you know how you'll be able to make him sire your children. <laughs> if you want to implant the egg into me. If you want to uh, fucking implant your egg through your ovipositor into Liam's fucking throat. <laughs> Just kill like six roaches right in front of me. And you're in. That's it. That's all it takes. Our next email is from Nishka, who says, Hey guys, holy shit, Common Rider is actually riding again. I think we've seen more motorcycle action in the first two episodes than we'd seen in the last two series combined, and that's pretty awesome. I wasn't sure from the first episode alone, but two in, I can comfortably say that Build is really making a rich mix of Heisei and Showa. The it's only thing I'm worried about is the shop owner's daughter is if she looks kind of like a bitchy character that could get repetitive and annoying. Still off to a great start and defying that inverse awesome suit role. Yeah, really, it's a great suit and a great show. And yeah. I like I like the daughter. I don't have a problem with her. I think she's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think she's going to be annoying at all. I like that type of character more than I do the overly happy peppy type of character. Yeah, it's not Poppy. That's that's enough for me. Yeah, it's somebody said once that you can tell what type of character, female characters you're going to like throughout all of fiction, depending on whether you like Starfire or Raven better. From Teen mm. Titans. That's funny. And I always liked Raven better, so... Yeah, same here. 
Uh, last week you got into a little discussion during your Jetman recap about secret identities in Ryder and Sentai that reminded me how badly the writers misunderstand this concept. Traditionally, the point of a secret identity is so a character can protect their friends and loved ones from being targeted by the enemy, but in Ryder and Sentai, especially during Showa, the villains not only know the character's true identities from the start, but also the location of their base of operations and everyone they know. There's no point in a secret identity if it doesn't protect anyone. And even more baffling, in V3, Kazami Shiro dresses up a bunch of children in easily identifiable attire so the villains would have no trouble killing them. I'd be mad if it weren't so hilarious. (laughs) Your your speech there reminded me of the scene in X-Aid when I think it's Parrot and uh, Graphite. Or just like, we have to talk to the riders, and they just teleport right into the CR. And they're like, hey guys, what's up? What's up, guys? We got something to tell you. By the way, we could have just done this from the start and killed you all, but we here we are. We could have killed all of you in your sleep. <laughs> do you think they do the secret identity thing more because of superhero tradition than for the sake of plot? Has the secret identity ever been a real plot point? Uh, drives oh, was? It was not Drive, yeah. Uh, it was not Agito. Oh yeah, Agito's secret identity came up a lot. Juoger uh, once for like one quick arc. Uh, yeah, it's for the most part no though. Yeah, usually just for the most part they don't even have a secret identity. Yeah, a lot of them don't even try, and it no. shows. Like in X Aid, just like the police and the media just conveniently don't care. Apparently, nobody cares who the writers actually are. Yeah. They just know they work for CR, and that's all that matters. So he's not getting constantly chased around for interviews or asked about, you know, vigilante justice or anything like that. I feel like it's just something that maybe the Japanese aren't very interested in. Yeah, and also, it's it's a, I guess in real life, if there was a thing, it was like, look, these aliens are invading, and the government comes out and says, look, we have these four professionals working on it. Don't worry too hard about who they are. These 16-year-olds working on it. These four eight-year-olds, and they're all working on it. Don't worry too hard about who they are, and we'll stonewall you if you try to interview us. Uh, then maybe, yeah, they could just do it with impunity, but I don't know. I don't know. I it, it's, it varies from season to season of how believable it is. It just seems like it's not something they're really interested in, or maybe they think it's going to complicate the story way too much. That's like some like when you have fifty fucking episodes, I I would take every plot thread that I could possibly fabricate. Oh yeah, but that's eh, in different strokes. I feel like they have grandiose ideas for where the story's gonna go, and mm. they realize they don't have enough material at like episode twenty or something. Yeah, it's never. I got fifty episodes to fill. What can I do? What can I do? Until it's way too late. Yeah, that's uh, a shame. Also, I've just finished watching Stronger, and I think it's my favorite Showa series of the ones I've watched. That's yeah, Stronger's a damn good sick. series. Uh, there are a lot of reasons why, but the predominant one has to be the quality of the villains. General Shadow and his do-his-own-thing calculating attitude, plus his adversarial relationship with Titan, or Teton, as he's known in the series. A <laughs> uh, little bit of lesson for you guys in Japanese. His name is Teton. Teton. Uh, might make him my favorite writer villain ever. At least on par with my love of Dangerous Dan. General Shadow is one of my favorite writer villains. I I can't get enough of that guy. He's such a creepy design. It's genuinely unsettling looking. Yeah, his his mask is freaky as shit. 
what are your favorite writer Sentai villains, and what makes them a good character slash adversary? Okay, well, General Shadow, but I guess that's a side because <laughs> we already talked about him. Um, hmm. My favorite writer or Sentai villains? I was going to say, I, I got to give a shout out to Dan. Shout when he was a Dan. villain. When he was a villain, he was absolutely fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, a part of me really wishes he would have just stayed the villain for the entire series. Yeah. But uh, that was not to be. But you go ahead while I try and think of another. When we watched Jew Ranger, I don't know if this is my favorite villain, but I got a huge kick out of Bandora's son, Kai, who turned oh, yeah? out to be... He came back and was like a big fucking villain and turned out to be just like this kind of chubby kid with a stupid wig. And he looked like an idiot. <laughs> But, like, everyone was so terrified of him. I got a huge kick out of that. I that was hilarious. Bandora. Bandora like, was really fun. Bandora kills me because her entire goal is just to, like, fucking make kids sad. That's yeah. her entire <laughs> life's goal. She hates children and wants to ruin their lives. I like her theme song that she sings. I do, too. That is where she's dancing with all her minions. Yeah. There's there's so many memorable villains that's really tough to pick one is the I like, thing. I like Amazon Killer from Sun Vulcan. She was kind of cool. That's true. Oh uh, god, I love Kenzaki Shiro. Probably I'd probably say Kenzaki Shiro. Yeah, Kenzaki Shiro is alright. Because he's got that he's he's got that mystery and then he's got that uh, like tragic reason for all the bad shit he does. I like that. I mean, there's always the villain who's so awesome that he got his own spinoff, Hakider from Kikider. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I guess that's not really Ryder or it's Sentai. It's not Ryder or Sentai. Get that shit out of here. Ah, fuck you. What about uh, Lemon Man from Guy? He was kind of good. Yeah, he was good. He, um, Warren Statesman. Warren Statesman was the that fan was his name. name. Yeah. <laughs> Ryoma Sengoku, that was yeah. it. Yeah. Ryoma. Prof- Professor Ryoma. I liked him. Oh, yeah. God. it's There's a lot of good villains in Ryder's shit. It's, it's really it's hard to pick one. It's funny for how much shit Gold Drive gets, how enjoyable he was to he was, watch. Yeah, he's, he was kind of a Dan type guy. He was just like, he's so, he just revels in being so fucking evil. Nira! Nira! Nira might be my favorite villain, actually. (laughs) And he's just a normal guy. (laughs) That's one of the things that's so compelling. He's just a normal dude, and he just fucking hates our hero because his dad was better than him. That's it. That's Mm. his whole reason. That's lovely. So petty. So fucking petty. Lovely villain. I like Dr. Shinigami because he's Dracula. Can never get enough. I like the uh, footage they used of him in the first. Yeah, <laughs> I like that a lot. I like Ambassador Hell because he was somehow threatening, even wearing like a pyramid thing he on looks, his head with his, his little face popping out of his it. His costume looks so dumb, <laughs> and he's got a crab claw. Yeah, he looks like he looks like an old man somehow crawled inside of like a, a monster and just like stuck his head out of its mouth and was like, "Now I'm the monster, Ambassador Hell." <laughs> <laughs> shit that's uh that's a nice list i think we've created a nice list we've got a yeah two 
Jeff, I know typography is a nerdy subject, even by Toku standards, but does the attached image not trigger something in that lizard-slash-graphic designer brain of yours? Thanks, Nishka. And he included, or they included, uh, a car that has, a, like, a, uh, a license plate on it that says Kerning, and there's a space between the K and the E, and it drives me fucking nuts. Because <laughs> Kerning is the space between letters. Oh. And there's just a giant space between the K and the E. They think they're fucking clever. <laughs> I would do that, actually. Like, I definitely have that license plate. That's clever. I it, It's nerdy, but it's, like, nerdy like somebody being into the sciences. It's, like, legitimately nerdy and not mm-hmm. geeky like us being in the common writer. Yeah. Our next email is from Swirly Jiffy. Who says, hey Jeff and Liam, hope you two are doing well. Thanks for the weekly podcast that helps me pretend I have friends in Toku. Hey, me too. Yeah, we pretend to be friends on this podcast all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much fucking hate each other when we're not here. Yeah, I mean, we're not doing a great job of pretending. It's it's not a great facade we're putting up. But... Horrible jabs we shoot at each other. <laughs> Uh, Some questions for this week. One, do you prefer a more episodic structure or a show with a more continuous narrative? I prefer a continuous narrative. I do too. I think it's a double-edged sword, right? If there's a continuous narrative, if it gets too far out, you're never going to be able to get anybody into it, ever. Yeah. It's a thing like, I miss the boat on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I know jack shit about Game of Thrones, because by the time I was interested in watching it, it it's on season whatever the fuck now, like eight? Yeah. No chance. Same thing with One Piece. Like, I've read a, a oh, okay amount of One Piece Oh, you never going to get caught up on One Piece? No. I could read for the rest of my life now, and I'd never get caught there up on There are, like, once. 800 chapters or something? Fuck that. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I will read My Hero Academia mm-hmm. and enjoy that. Um, but yeah, continuous narrative is better, especially in a limited series. Something yeah, for, that's only going to be fifty episodes. Yeah, a nice like I like a nice full story. Uh, two. What are your predictions on what the leaders of Saito and Hokuto will be like? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say they're gonna be a cobra and a spider. No, I think it's gonna be uh, uh one's just gonna be a guy and the other one is gonna be a dog. I think, Not a dog smash or anything, just a dog. I think one of them is going to be a smash that has the power to control minds, and the Mm. other one is just going to be Ambassador Hell again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What is your favorite writer OP, visuals only? What's your least favorite? Fuck. Uh, Just in terms of visuals. My favorite on visuals only is um, the Elements opening of Blade. Mm-hmm. I think that is some of the dopest fucking visuals in any opening, actually. My favorite opening for visuals is Kabuto. Oh, like... that was going to be my least favorite. Whoa! I like the, the whole, That's... like, the the bits with the... There's a bit where it's like there's a motorcycle flying by and Tenda walks off it in this weird sped-up slow motion that's like this Zack Snyder shit. And actually, the... yeah, nah. The music is what I don't like about Kabuto's opening. So Whoa! Like, I like the visuals. Uh, I like the, the bit with... Oh, I don't remember the girl. The girl. 
and she's like under a glass thing and then someone starts pouring a bunch of Nickelodeon gack on top of it. I like that bit. That <laughs> shot. It's, it's got some weird, weird visuals that I, I thought were cool. Uh, God, I can almost remember it. It has Yomi in it, doesn't it? Who's Yomi? That's her name. Her name has Yomi in it somewhere. I don't know. Ah, maybe. Uh, my least favorite's actually the first Blade opening, where they're just like performers on a stage for no reason. Guy drinking milk. Yeah, he, the dude playing with scarves. <laughs> Sucks. Oh, my least favorite intro. Oh god. Oh god, that's tough. I actually really fucking love the visuals in Agito's opening. Yeah, as well. That- I was thinking of all the intros and Agito's is fucking sick with all of them just it's just them like racing down a track for most of it but it looks so cool they managed to make it look so neat mm-hmm. and they cut in all this stuff that's really you can't I can't hate on that uh, Kuga's is fucking sick even if it's a little it's, Kuga's is super cheesy but I revel in that so yeah it's, it's like empoweringly cheesy yeah <laughs> like you can't hate on it I just can't bring myself to uh Ryuki's um, um, intro is actually kind of ugly. Yeah, it is. It's got it. It ends with night, and he's got that horrible CG cape, and uh, it's there's a bit with Ryuki <laughs> standing in a bunch of mirrors, and it's not. It just doesn't look super great. I'm gonna say Ryuki's. I can't believe I'd say this, but I didn't really like Ryuki's intro. For reference on that horrible CGI cape, Kamen Rider Ryuki came out in the year 2002. Mm. Uh, Spawn came out in the year 1997. It has a better-looking, terrible CGI cape in it. Well, Spawn probably had a budget of more than $6, so... Probably. 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 It's unconfirmed. I think Spawn came out in 1997. It doesn't matter. None of this shit matters. <laughs> Spawn. None of that shit matters. Thank Spawn you for writing in. Spawn's a the past. Thank you. I, I liked Spawn when I was, a, uh, like, a kid, mm. but... Mm, nah. I think I was in Soul Calibur. Yeah, he was. So was Link. I so got that Link. version. Yep. You know who was who else was in it? Darth Vader. That was fucking dumb. <laughs> Yoda was in it too. That was even dumber. <laughs> Our last email is from James, who says, "Hey RCR, how have you guys been?" Eh. Jinx. Before questions, I want to say a few things. Liam, when you went over the Brave special, I was kind of surprised you left out the bit of Asakura murdering a police officer. And was surprised you guys didn't mention the God Maximum Mighty X Gashat Dan is going to use in the trilogy. But I guess that's toy news. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Not going to lie, I forgot about God Maximum Mighty X. And as for the Brave special, I was way more wrapped up in this scene when he beats a woman with a pipe. Who gives a fuck? That's, first, yeah, I like Jeff's answer more. Uh, first question is for Liam. How surprised were you when they didn't hold Oja back and brought back the early Hesse brutality? Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. I loved it. I loved everything about him. Erotically surprised. It was erotic, oh yeah. Was pulsing erection the entire time. Jesus! <laughs> Why do I ever expect you not to take it a step further? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do, baby. It's how I live. Second is for Jeff. In the podcast episode when Maximum Mighty X debuted and Liam said the form looked horrendous, how glad were you to know, uh, how glad were you to now know that it was just Liam having bad opinions again? I'm pretty fucking happy about it. But it wasn't, though. You're the only one who doesn't like it. So what? I'm the only one who's right. 
You have bad opinions disease, Liam. No, I don't. We're gonna get you the help you need. I have good the opinions fucking disease. fucking noose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final question is for both of you. <laughs> How much do you guys love that Build actually uses bikes all the time? I love it, and I hope it continues, but I'm not hopeful for it continuing. I don't know how long he's going to keep using that bike. I want fucking bike stunts all the time. I want more crazy CG bike shit. It's ridiculous. You can barely tell it's a bike. CG is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, Have a bad Kaiser day, and fuck you guys. Thanks. That is perfectly in the spirit of Kaiser day. Isn't Kaiser day like... Coming up? Yeah. 9-13? Uh, yeah, tomorrow. We're, we're recording this on nine twelve. Spoilers, everybody. S- spoilers. Okay, this might be up on Kaiser Day or it might be up the day after Kaiser Day. We'll play it by ear. Who the fuck knows? But either, either, way, either way, I hope you have a happy Kaiser Day. Betray a friend for Kaiser Day. Get real gropy and weird with your crush. Trap a girl in a van for Kaiser Day. Uh, Rider Club Radio does not stand behind the decision to lock a girl in a van and then creepily lean over her. (laughs) The fucking lawyers again. Uh, Please do not tell your crush that they can be your new mother. (laughs) (laughs) It just won't work out for you. Yeah, not if you want them to go out with you. Jesus. So, Jeff, where can people go if they want to send us an email? If you want to send us an email, you can shove it right up your own fucking ass. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> It'd be great to end it there, but no. Uh, you can send your emails to riderclubradio at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at riderclubradio. We tweet sporadically. We tweet, we tweet sometimes. It's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to do either of those things, you can just wait for next week and you'll hear our smooth, dulcet tones once more. See you. Bye.